Lemon Pepper Parlay is presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook, the greatest sports betting app of all time. Download it. Must be 21 or older. The regular season is over, but the playoffs haven't quite started yet. That's right. It's a play-in edition of the Lemon Pepper Parlay podcast. I'm joined here with Cinderella from Kansas City himself. Mark Gunnels, how you doing today, bro? I'm doing pretty good. I got my costume. It's in. It came in the mail the other, other day, so it we're good to go. Yeah. Are you? Did you try it on yet? Nah, I didn't even open up the package yet. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, you got to try it on. You, I mean, maybe get some fit pics. No. Uh, I got. I got some. I got some time. I'll figure it out. Uh, well, you know, time is. Uh, uh it's getting close to uh, the time in which we will be <laughs> traipsing down Hollywood Boulevard with Cinderella in tow. What is, what is the thing in Cinderella again? A glass slipper? Yeah. And it turns into a pumpkin? Something like that, yeah. Something along those lines. <laughs> Maybe I'll get yeah. a pumpkin. I don't know if I can find glass shoes. Glass shoes seem terribly inefficient. The first thing I saw when I walked in here today was that you didn't have no socks on. At some point, Eddie, he's going to say he wore this purple and yellow and black shirt and no socks because he's feeling... The L.A. vibe as the Lakers survive. So do you have a cap of consequences on the way now, right? Because they're in the playoffs. They're locked into the seventh seed, so I have my own coming. Yeah. You and Dave Damashek, uh will have to, to cook up some ideas. I have some. I will not share them. <laughs> I can't wait to put you, put you in the fire for once because you're enjoying me. Being Cinderella way too much for my liking. Well, so, just remember. The whatever, tables always turn, buddy. Remember, whatever I do, your boss also has to do, Cousin Sal. Oh, really? That's the thing. It's me and, it's me and Sal. Oh, yeah. It's a, pack, it's, a pack, it's a package deal. Yeah. So uh, just, you know, you want to think about uh, having me do something, uh, whatever, questionable. <laughs> just remember, would you like to be brought back next week? <laughs> Sal, he's a gamer. He'll do. He'll do he's whatever. Yeah, he's game. He shows up in the biggest moment. Yeah, he's gonna be there no matter what it is. You were watching my video that I made yesterday. My gambling's been horrible over this basketball season, <laughs> and actually, it's funny enough because I've been trying to get a haircut for the last week and a half. And there's one guy who tweets me all the time. He's like, "Dude, you're a better gambler when you have a haircut." And I was like, "Well, wow, Samson, you cut his hair." Maybe I said I'm the opposite. I grow my hair. I lose my edge but uh, and my lineup. But speaking of lack of lineups, Kyle Anderson and Rudy Gobert. We saw, everybody saw it happen at this point. Mark, Rudy Gobert had no interest in striking Kyle Anderson. However, he was forced to because Kyle Anderson had gotten so reckless in front of all those people that now I have to do something. Yeah. Otherwise, I'll never be able to look these people in the eye ever again. Not that these people had the immense amount of respect for him in the in the beginning. Because obviously, you don't get called names if you have a certain <laughs> level of respect. There's one thing to argue. It's another thing to call people names. Yeah, he, like you said, he was forced to because... You know, when you get called that, the B word, right, as a man, that's like, you don't do that. It's one of those words that you just don't call somebody. And you do, if, well, let me say this. If you do call somebody that, you should be expecting to get into a fight. Well, I heard, I heard somebody, <laughs> if you call somebody that, you will quickly find out if you're true. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. That's a good way of putting it there. So, like you said, I don't think it's in Rudy Gobert's nature to want to punch somebody. But the fact that he was called that word in front of his teammates, he felt like he had to. Or the little respect that he did have, like you said, he would have lost it completely if he didn't do anything. But that's why you get the half-hearted punch slash which, which push. I don't know what you want me to call that. I'm about to say. I'm <laughs> thank you for thank you for uh, for searching through your mental dictionary for this thing because it's more of a shove than anything. If we're being honest. And he was walking. He was like stepping back as he did it. It was a shove. It was. A, and, <laughs> and, you know, I've seen the video half a trillion times. And I cut the video. There's a woman holding Rudy Gobert by the hand for 
like a significant maybe 10 seconds and and then he like kind of wrestles free from her very slightly i mean it wasn't like she was holding him back mm. so much but it was just that slight bit of hold me back guy that was gone and he goes little shove and then he hits the michael jackson moonwalk now what Draymond Green did to Jordan Poole on TMZ, that was a punch. This shove, a shove at best. Like, the Timberwolves suspending Rudy Gobert for this? And Kyle Anderson just, I mean, there's got to be at least two criminals here. But to be fair, though, since you brought the Draymond Green thing, do you think Draymond, I don't think he punches him like that if it was actually in a game on the sideline on national TV, he was in the confines of a practice where he probably thought there's no way this video would actually ever get out. He probably didn't even think it was even getting recorded. So I think to compare that situation well, is kind of disingenuous. practice was being recorded. Okay, but you, still don't, think, but you still don't think it's going to get out, though. I didn't think it Why would somebody in your own facility leak that, Draymond, that out? I don't think that Draymond would care. <laughs> so you think he would do the same thing if it was on the sideline of a game? Well, I think he'll punch Dray- him the same exact way. I think Draymond Green sucker punched Jordan Poole. Like I think, I think, I don't think what Jordan Poole said rose to the level of of physical aggression. Whatever he did say, like you, I wish you, we knew. If you go back, just go back and look at the reaction of other people around the, around these videos. You look at Steph. You know, everybody around him is just chilling. When Draymond goes to walk over there, nobody is even like looking at Draymond. Like, yo, stop, stop. When Rudy Gobert took three steps towards Kyle Anderson, everybody was like, yo, what's going on here? Like, every, like you saw people look up at what Kyle Anderson said. Anthony Edwards was like, looks up. The only person who didn't look up, ironically enough, uh, didn't take any shots in overtime last night, Carl Anthony Towns. <laughs> they didn't uh, want to be confused as anybody who may have wanted any smoke. And did you see in the locker room, um, going back to that 82 game, Kyle Anderson <laughs> reportedly said, so Gobert, I'll knock your ass out. Yeah, see, like, that's what I'm talking about. Like, that's, and who is Kyle, Kyle? Kyle Anderson's hairline is too far back for him to be talking like this. Hey, man, I heard he has some Jamaican descent in him. So what I, that, I, I what the hell that mean? I mean, that Jamaican blood, I heard, is different, man. <laughs> Rudy Gobert from France. I don't know what that means either. So what? So there's some international jokers out here. Anthony Edwards is from Georgia. He went to Georgia. I don't know what that means either. But I would take him in a fight over all of them. <laughs> he got that Georgian bulldog in him. I don't know what that means. So I don't I just look. I'm just eye testing. I'd rather one smoke with Gobert, then Anderson, then Edwards in that order. Yeah. If I had, if I had, to, if I had to be. In, in the smoke level. I, I think you're underestimating Kyle Anderson a little bit just because he's a, the way he looks, he's a quiet guy. I, I think he I think he can get a little rough, man, if he really – somebody pisses him off enough, I think he can surprise you. Well, he, you know what surprised me? What surprised it you? It surprised me last night when he dribbled the ball off his freaking knee <laughs> in overtime. He's slow-mo, right, baby. Quarter, well, slow-motionly turned the ball over backcourt in a, in a fourth quarter in which the Timberwolves, I think – Two of 17, three of 16 from the floor. Sounds like Anthony Edwards' numbers for the whole game. Let's talk about that concert date in a minute. But this fourth quarter, they, the Timberwolves had the lead. I mean, the Timberwolves came out in that first half and were dominant. They couldn't miss. Yeah. Um, speaking of that fourth quarter and overtime combined, you know how many points they scored combined in the fourth and OT? You want to take a crack at it? Only points the Timberwolves scored? Yeah, fourth quarter and overtime combined. 15. 16. I'm about to say, because I, <laughs> I know they didn't score more than five in overtime. Yeah. 16 points combined in the fourth quarter and overtime. But, you know, I'm the gun. I'm going to give you the other side of the spectrum here, because you're the Debbie Downer. You're the guy that never I'm gives the Lakers, Anthony, yeah, you never give the Lakers you? credit. Number one overall pick. How you got a team with two number one overall picks, and both of them no shows. Both of them just disappear. Anthony Edwards, at least he I, tried. I thought, I thought Towns had a pretty good game. Yeah, until 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 the Lakers started coming back, and now all of a sudden it's three for seven. Go to Anthony Davis and be like, no, I'm the best big man from Kentucky. Do something about it. You know what he did? Nothing. If they had Rudy Gobert, they'd win that game. Go look, go look, at, Car- look at the box score. Look at the box score. Carl Anthony Towns is like plus 20 on the night. 
They lost the game really in the minutes that he didn't play. Look, here's the here's the here's the bottom line here. Like no, I said, the- I'm giving you the other side of the, the spectrum here because you're you're not going to get Lakers any credit no matter what they do. Since the deadline, did you know the Lakers have the number one defensive rating? They've been the best defense in the league since the trade deadline. So it's not an admiration that they decide to lock down in the second half. This is what they've been doing for since February, Martin, if you haven't been paying attention or not. Anthony Davis. So I watched the Anthony Utah Davis. Jazz and Clippers put up 120 points back-to-back nights on this team. Just less than a week ago. Okay. I'm using a 30-game sample size. I'm not using two games. Like I said, since the deadline, they've been the number one defense in the league. Anthony Davis blocked three shots, altered several shots. The Timberwolves didn't even want to go to the rim because of his presence down low. They shot, what, 41 threes? They shot 41 threes. Why do you think that is, Martin? Because they couldn't drive the ball in the paint. And they were scared. They had AD in the middle. LeBron was playing defense for the most part of the game, especially in the second half. Vando out there. They benched D'Lo for Dennis Schroeder, who's a much better defender. The Lakers were getting at their defensively, and they forced the Timberwolves to be uncomfortable. Like that turnover you talked about with uh, slow-mo. That was Anthony Davis that, that had the ball pressure. Foot. Anthony Davis tipped the ball. Oh, my Lord. With his long, with his long arms, he he disrupted his rhythm. He got in his chest and he fumbled. Here we. That's go. the defensive ball pressure from the Lakers. Give them some credit, but I know you never will. It's he dribbled the ball off his foot. Like you're you're a professional basketball player. Anthony Davis tipped the ball. Look at the replay. Pull up the replay then, since you want to be a, a video guy. I don't have I don't I don't have, we no don't problem. have we don't have the replay visibly here. In any event, small forward Kyle Anderson should be able to hold his dribble against somebody who's you know four or five inches taller than him. I would imagine he's one of the best defenders in the league. This is the NBA. This is these are the best basketball players in the world. You should be able to dribble the ball. Like you should be able to do that. It's, I'm not saying like he shot it. Anthony Davis blocked it. Like no, he dribbled the ball off his foot. Like, he dribbled the ball off his foot like he's over there at the Bay Club. Hey, man. Got to give the Lakers some type of credit. Playing small ball five because he wants to call Rudy Gobert a, a, a name. In a game in which, no, nah, do you want to give the Lakers credit? All right, congratulations. The last time, like, you see the, you see them go to overtime with Utah, who's trying it like hell to lose. Then they go to overtime with this team, multiple starters on this team, Punched things in the last time they played. <laughs> like in between McDaniel breaking his hand, Gobert and his teammate. And again, this team, they don't have. All right, you know what? I'm done. I've, I've said all this all season. I'll, it's the playoffs now. It'll be the play. It'll, it'll be the playoffs now. You know the Lakers we'll thought, see. You know they started 2 and 10 and they had a 0.3 chance of making the playoffs. This is one of the biggest turnarounds in NBA history. It's a fact. They started 2-10 and 10 and had a less than 1% chance of making the playoffs. We've never seen a turnaround like this in NBA history. Give the Lakers some credit. And They're here. Let's think about all of the things. If Dallas just is average down the stretch, you're not here. If the Trailblazers don't just completely mold down the stretch, I mean, you're not here. They suck. If we the never Utah had Jazz, expectations for them. If the Utah Jazz try to win, you're not here. If the, not good. if the Thunder you're, you're naming bad don't teams. lose the last five <laughs> games, exactly my point. That's exactly my point. This is also a bad team. No, they're not. This is not, it's not a, it's damn sure not a good one. They are a good team. Where was Austin Reeves and last gonna night? Memphis, I'm sorry. They're going to beat Memphis wait, wait, in the first round. Where was your round. boy? Where was your, where was your boy? Oh, he had one stretch? bad game. Now you no, want to where say, where's he at? Where you been the last two weeks? Where was your, I, I don't know. <laughs> I missed the text when Austin Reeves, you know, what did he at? I'm sorry. Down the stretch, where was he? Oh. Supposed to be nice. One game. <laughs> Let's lose a one-game sample size. Supposed to be nice. Where was he at the last 10 games? Where you been at, Martin? He was in uh, he You was love in to Utah. show up for one game. He was in Utah. He was carrying LeBron in the first half on back So he can't back. have one-off game? I got to hear about this guy. He's the third best player on a championship-level team. You know? Okay. I never said that, by the way. That's... D-Lo's the third best player. I've been saying that. I've never said Austin Reeves is the third best player. D'Angelo, well, he got benched last night, so. Yeah, but D'Lo's better than Austin Reeves. I've never said Reeves was the third best player. Never. 
the last time I sat in this chair and talked to you, I said that the reason why I've been talking all this stuff because people said that Austin Reeves is like a contributor on a championship. He team, is a third, contributor. Fourth. He is a all right, he's well, absolutely a contributor. Since, all right, you got your dictionary out today. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> like, since you, I never said this. I never said that. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, Eddie Spaghetti, can you pull up the notes? Can you pull up the minutes from the from the court proceedings so we can see exactly how Mar- how you're nice so he said he was? You're so Lakers in the playoffs, you know, I'm sorry. Because you know, I'm sitting yeah, there. I, I don't so want to How am I supposed to play so the tight. goddamn memory game <laughs> to sit here and, and remember I mean, what you me. said? Just don't misquote me. And remember don't what lie. you said. I said, where was Austin Reeves? Don't lie. I, I, I never said that. He was supposed to be the third best player on the championship. That I was never, D'Angelo Russell. I never oh, said that. Oh, D'Angelo Russell was one for six last night. Okay. And on the bench. And they the still won quarter. the game. That's a good basketball team. They still won despite all of that. I'm saying, they still won. Great. They still Lord won. Mercy. They're the a playoff team. This team is. They're a playoff team, and you're pissed. It's, the, the, can you just take a second to it? You know what? We don't have to take a second to acknowledge it because it's all the rest right down here. Kyrie skips his exit interview, and Luka Doncic plays a first, the first 10 min, or 12 minutes and, and one minute of the second quarter, and now the NBA's investigating the Mavericks because they blew the second half of the, se- uh, the last uh, games of the season so badly. They're investigating them to see if they did it intentionally, which they obviously did. Yeah, it's a disaster. Their roster sucks. And when they traded Kyrie, like I said before, they traded away their defense. And they were not even good defensively before that. So the fact that they thought getting Kyrie could elevate their offense to the point where it didn't matter defensively backfired. And you get what you get now. And that's now a Kyrie's team, a free agent. That's a team that was ahead of the Lakers in the standings, I don't know, just four weeks ago. Okay. I don't get what your point is, though. Because, no, no, it's, it's because it's, like, no, 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 no. It's all right. We'll just continue. Let's just continue to run down what everything is going on here. Before last week, we were talking about how the Timberwolves, it's a disaster. Like, they want to talk about a disaster. They haven't had any really, truly significant injuries, minus Anthony Towns missing, you know, he missed maybe 30 games or so towards the second half of the season. But, Back in enough time to get in the in the gel of things, they ended up right back where they were in the play-in after trading their mortgage in the future for Rudy Gobert. You know what's the that most that was a disaster. You know what's like the, the most fight. disingenuous thing about this conversation? You're not mentioning the fact that LeBron missed several games, especially when they after they made the trades, right in the time where you thought they were about to start clicking, and he just missed like the last what three four month or so. And he just came back at the last couple weeks. Anthony Davis missed a lot of games. They started the first half of the season with oh. freaking Russell Westbrook. You want, you want to talk about injuries? <laughs> okay, let's talk about injuries because the number two team in the West at the turn of the at the at the start of the calendar year was the New Orleans Pelicans, who their number one star Zion Williamson said he'll be back whenever the hell he feels like himself again, whatever that means. Well, that's not surprising to you though. So I don't you don't know why you're mentioning well, that. Well, every team in the <laughs> West has been injured, but I'm saying every like I'm not surprised. Okay, when, so if it's all played if it's all equal if it's all equal footing, then. Why are you complaining then? Because you're not paying any attention to anything else besides yes, the Lakers. I am. And oh my God, they just uh, moonwalked right in here. No, let's go through it. The Pelicans, they Zion, their way in Zion here. ever comes back to playing basketball again, they're one piece away, right? Yeah. So maybe if they don't miss the number one overall pick. But you don't think she play basketball anyway, so I don't know why you're mentioning Maybe if they don't miss on the number one overall pick, we're sitting here talking and having a whole different conversation. Maybe if Fat Boy plays more than 30 games, we're having a whole different conversation. Okay, but you don't expect him to play basketball anyway, so I don't know why you're mentioning him as an arguing point when you think he should play football. So I don't know why you're. Because he does play basketball. I don't know why you're saying that. He was the that. number one overall pick. Okay, but you don't expect him to play anyway. So why are you using him as an argument? Like that makes no sense coming from you, <laughs> who's the main person saying that you don't expect Zion to ever be healthy. So why are you saying if he was healthy all of a sudden? Like, you're never on that side of if Zion is healthy. Now you're going to be on that side just because you are so mad the Lakers made the playoffs? Is it not true? Okay, but every time I say it, you push back on it. But now you want to switch the argument because you're desperate all of a sudden. I'm not desperate. You are desperate. Anything. I'm saying, look you never put. You, you're never on the side of if Zion is healthy. You never said that. He's never met going you. to be. Okay, so why he's are you using that as your argument now? Because if because <laughs> you're taking like you seriously will sit here and say like that, that's disingenuous like, coming from you. I don't want to hear that from you. Are you not going to sit here and like because you will sit here and, and be as disingenuous as can be about how the Lakers went from the 13th, 12th best team in this conference? They've won the games. What are you talking about? They had one of the best records in the Bro. league since the deadline. 
They have the number one defense since the trade down. Like, yeah, like they just walk, they just got gifted a spot. They earned their position. They did. Okay, they didn't do nothing to get here. How they many just, teams? This guy handed bro, to him, Martin. How this many teams ahead? If, if everybody, okay. if, if, if the teams ahead of them kept winning, bro. Oh my big. gosh! Like they're not beating some of these teams along the way. Okay, all right, Martin, you got it, man. They're Lakers, squeaking past Utah, who's benching starters. They just got gifted a spot. They're they squeaking past Minnesota. They didn't have the best defense. They the literally got in a fight the last time that they played. They didn't. They just got gifted, man. You're right. They just got handed to them. They're not a good basketball team. No, the Mavericks ahead of them in the standings at, at, at the time of the trade. Hey, make don't, don't make a bad well, trade. My, I don't care. Why is that my fault? I'm not don't saying trade that for Kyrie. Is, I'm, I'm not saying that it is, but you can't say it's not happening. It's like looking at L.A. and saying, oh, my God, why is there so much water over here? Like it hasn't rained the last three and a half months. Like you can't just sit here and be like, oh, well, I guess the drought's over. Ooh, that's amazing. No, the Lakers, yeah, sure, they made a f- Move, a couple moves. They traded Vanderbilt. They traded for Vanderbilt. Malik. The Beasley, Lakers have had the second best were, record. None of whom were on the court last night. The, the Lakers quarter, have had the, the second best record in the league since the trade deadline. The second best record in the NBA since the trade deadline. You're saying they got handed a spot. How many, that is ridiculous. Many that makes collapses? no sense. How that is a collapses? terrible argument. How many? They've had the second best record in the league since the trade deadline. Like, how many collapses? <laughs> with the, trade with the de- number one okay. defense. The trade deadline is is less than a half of the season, right? It's a third, the, the second half. I mean, the second the blah, the third third of the season, right? The last third of the season. Cool. Congratulations. You've had the best record. And since that point in time, since that point in time, go back to game 55. How many teams have completely cratered since You're that You're acting moment? like at that point they were like 10 games out. Everything was still close, Martin. How many? They're only and, like three or four games and behind. How many, and how many teams, <laughs> how many teams, exactly my point, they were three or four games behind. How many teams had historic collapses down the stretch? And only, the only Dallas. snuck in. Only Dallas. That's the only team since the trade deadlines had a historic collapse since the deadline. Okay, well, if you would like to, that's because you put this arbitrary thing on it. You just said that. You just said since the deadline. You just mentioned how it was the third or whatever you said of the season. I'm answering your question. Bro, you have established that since the deadline, the Lakers have the best whatever, and offense coming because they're the best. Okay, and I answered your question. Well, now you're January upset. Second, the Pelicans were in first. So what the hell does that's that? That's not matter? the deadline. So the deadline is in mid-February. That's a whole month and a half difference. This guy, bro. Man, I tell you what. He dug in today, boy. When is Zion going to feel like Zion again? I don't know. I'm not, I'm not in his body. I can't tell him. I don't know. I'm not, his, I'm not his health person. I don't know. I have no idea. Man, you're such a... Your Lakers got you that got that mad, bro? No, How much money did you no, lose, it's bro? It's disingenuous, bro. It's disingenuous. It's like saying, <laughs> that, Tom Brady, it's saying that Tom Brady and the, and the Buccaneers oh ran through gosh. the NFC South. Like, no. Nah, so many historic things had that. Like, the Breaker Mayfield had that, that historic that comeback. That's terrible Tom analogy, Brady had that bro. historic the comeback. The Bucs weren't even 500. Bro, if Kyrie Irving just doesn't exist, the Mavericks are the seventh seed right now. Okay. Like just okay. like you know, it's like if like that's it, to, uh, to say that that's not happening, it's re- it's absurd. And I'm what sorry, do I don't I just, I just admit it. Reeves, where he's scoring. I just admitted Dallas had a historic collapse since the deadline. Like, that's the it's only ridiculous. team. Ridiculous. <laughs> Lakers still would have been in the play-in regardless. But, so I'm not sure what your point is. My point is is that this is not a good team, and I've been sitting here and you're having wrong. to hear about how this is a good team, and you're wrong. as they struggle to beat the rest of the other bad teams in the league. And they're going to win in the first round against Memphis. That right there is a gift. Grizzlies minus 135. Mm. Lakers looks like a gift to me, plus 115. I love it. Definitely putting money on that. I'm willing to double down. What's up? Talk to me. I'm willing to double down. Lakers in six. If it's, why, why is it going to be even six games then? What do you mean? I mean, it's, it's, it's so, like, am I missing something? What's wrong with Lakers and six? Where does Memphis get two wins if they're, if they're so much better than everybody else? I never said that. You like putting words in my mouth. I've never said Lakers are so much better than anybody. Never said that. But you're, you got some waxing years, man. Not sure what you're hearing things today, man. It's really weird. 
It's all. It's a good thing this is all recorded because I just told you they're a bad team because they can't I said, even beat and I said they're a good team. Me saying they're a good Thank team. Thank you. So what are we talking about then? That's what you how just does, said. How does if me the saying they're good? Then what are we doing? How does me saying they're a good the team? You mean just told me they're gonna. Like what are we doing? How does me saying they're a good team means they're so much better than somebody just because I said they're a good team? So where are the that's, two that's, wins? That's where, the correlate. Two, where are the two wins for the for the gun toting uh, uh, John Morant? So there with can't no Stephen so there, Adams with no Brandon so Clark. So there can't be two with, good with, teams and, and with Dylan Brooks. No, no. Where where where? So are the, the Grizzlies can't be a good team too. Apparently not. I didn't say that. I just said the Lakers are a good no, team. No, because all, I talked about all the different things that have happened in the second half of the Western Conference oh season. It's like, no, it doesn't matter that John Morant was you suspended. You like sensationalizing for half things. It doesn't matter that, that John Morant was suspended for the second half of the year. It just, doesn't matter that Stephen Adams is going or Brandon Clark. Who can say is hurt too? Like, no, none of, none of anything matters besides the Lakers have the best defense since the trade deadline. Since they made the I move for Vanderbilt and Russell and Malik Beasley. Oh, my goodness. Look how great this team from Los Angeles is. Nothing else in the Western Conference has happened at all yeah, to, to, as for the really Lakers hate, to climb up this path. No, it's just, it's ridiculous really to have the conversation Lakers, like that. So let's have the conversation like that. Lakers then. and six, baby. Where are the two losses for Memphis? Lakers will win. Where do they lose games. to Memphis then? If this is the best team, like, this team is all of this. Austin Reeves is all of that. D'Angelo Russell is all of that. Where? Why would you're, they lose to a team with Desmond Bain and Dylan Brooks? You're sensationalizing. No, nah, Dylan Brooks is trash. You're not even trying to have oh, a real conversation. Dylan Brooks is a wrestler. He's not a basketball player. You're not even trying to have a real conversation. Tell me where they are. You're not even trying to have a real conversation. You don't even believe what you're saying. Yes, I do. I said. Tell me where they are. I put money on it already. Lakers and six. Tell me where they are. Where did they lose? Lakers and six. Where did they lose the games? Where where does where do they where does where does Memphis get the two losses? Memphis will win one in Memphis, one of the first two games in Memphis, and then they'll probably win one of the games in LA. I don't see why that's crazy to say. <laughs> just because I said Lakers are a good team, and you took that me saying they're so much better. I just said they're a good team. They're not. Well, where you disagree. That's fine. We're sitting here talking about this since that's, the trade deadline. They're they're that writing and their defensive writing. It's like, oh my god! Well, I mean, I saw Taylor. I'm, what's the defensive rating with Taylor Horton Tucker's going for thirty and can't hit a game winner? Like I like I just man. Like, what's the whole point of playing a season? What's the, like we just had like maybe maybe this is all just some. Uh, uh, a microcosm of rings culture and whatever, but it's like we're sitting here debating. No one, is, no one in the world is talking about how the seventh seed, the sixth seed, the Brooklyn. I think the Brooklyn Nets are the sixth seed in the Eastern Conference. How oh, that's a good team. Uh, that's a good team. That's a sneaky. Team. You had a couple people who were whispering about the Miami Heat, even though that was kind of a joke. And we'll get to that game in a second. And but that's really just because they were in the Eastern Conference Finals last year and were a rim shot out by Jimmy Butler away from going to the damn finals. And this year, the regular season made you know. And I can see where they would say, well, you could make the argument for that. But it's just, I guess the regular season makes no bearing. There's no point in even playing it anymore. Do those teams have LeBron and Anthony Davis? LeBron and Anthony Davis have been in Los Angeles since 2020, and all that's accomplished is the, is the, the, the championship in the bubble, which I don't disparage. I'm not one of those, oh, it's not real, because everybody had to go there. But the, outside of that, they've played six playoff games outside of that run. Yeah, I mean, they were hurt last year. That's why they missed the playoffs. And then this year, obviously... Even you don't like Russell Westbrook, so I don't want you to cap for him. They had him for the first half of the season. Clearly wasn't a good fit. They changed their entire roster, and they're obviously a better basketball team now since the trade deadline. So, I mean, you can keep, like, poo-pooing that all you want to, but that's the reality of the situation. I would not be saying this if they still had Russell Westbrook on their team because they wouldn't even be in this position anyway, so we wouldn't even be talking about that. The team with so, Russell Westbrook's two, is it they, locked they, they started, they started two and ten. Yeah, because they were a playoff team before they even got him. So, I mean, they weren't going to just fall out completely, but they were just, I think, like 500 with him. It's not like they were so much better. Or Why would they not fall worse? out completely? I saw the, the Dallas traded for a first ballot Hall of Famer, and they fell out of the thing completely. I mean, it's a better fitting with him and the Clippers. It's a better fit with Russell Westbrook nowhere in basketball. It's better fit than the Lakers, for sure. The only, the best fit for Russell Westbrook is to play less minutes. That's it. Well... That too. <laughs> like there is no good. Like what? Like I, what is, uh, Kyrie's should be the fit everywhere. Clippers have a better roster, top to bottom, than Dallas. Outside of the top two players, it's a major drop off. It's not the same with the Clippers. Yo, Trey Young sucks. <laughs> no, he doesn't. <laughs> 
Why do you say that? I'm here, dude. Like, it, hold on, I mean, hold on. Why are you saying that after they win? That's what I'm trying to figure out. Because man, you saw it, like, like, and you see the like he doesn't command the game in the way that I thought he was going to like eventually do it. Like, just think about the different things that occurred. Like, all right, if Ben Simmons dunks that ball in Philly, Atlanta loses. Joel Embiid goes on to the conference finals, right? And they play, they end up playing Milwaukee. Milwaukee. And so I yeah, probably Milwaukee, but like that's hard, who knows, right? Uh especially just for the sake of discussion and argument. You know what I'm saying? Like who knows? It could you could end up with an Embiid Eastern Conference champion, maybe an Embiid finals win after that because Milwaukee won the title that year. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So in theory, right? But what also happens is Atlanta loses in the second round. And then we never have, like, we have Ice Trey in New York and then a second round bounce in Philly, right? Instead of going all the way to the Eastern Conference Finals where they were obviously outmatched. And then you got the Miami series when they were the eight and had to go against uh, Miami as the one seed. And he was horrendous. And then just last night in these big games, like in this big moment, like, I see it shrivel. Like, if, if I feel like as well as they played as a team, he didn't have much of an impact on it. It would have been like to me if the Timberwolves had won that game and saying that Anthony Edwards, even if he hit the, the game winner, was the reason why. It's like, nah, bro. Like, you, you were here. You was like, he feels like along for the ride. And if I was the Hawks, I wouldn't be minding the whole, like, go ahead, bro. It's wide open. Y'all want Trey Young? Y'all can come get him. He he might not like. I think Javante Murray is a better guard on his own team. I think you're being way too hard on Trey Young right now. I mean, <laughs> uh, I mean, I will say this. I I do think um, through our like. I, I think you're pointing to the point where you know they were dominating that game in the first half, right? And it looked like they were going to have an Atlanta collapse. And you're probably pointing to the fact that you didn't see him kind of rally the troops together. If I'm kind of getting you right. Like, well, it's just kinda, like, well, it's just like, stop, right. stop the bleeding. Is that what kind of? Well, weird? it's just be in control of the game. Like, like uh, we see LeBron do it all the time, and I get that LeBron is an outlier, but it, like even in the fourth quarter, like fourth quarter last night, Minnesota. For, like I'm looking, I'm yelling at Anthony Edwards, do something, don't take over. You know what I'm saying, like. Take over because Carl Anthony Towns is not going to do it. Like, you got to go and get the ball. Start getting to the free throw line. Like, start making your impact felt on what is happening here. You know what I'm saying? Like, like Jimmy Butler actually is a great example. He's not the best player by any stretch. But you saw the way that he came out in in the game last night. Now, he was missing everything at the rim. But there's a difference in the late, his aggression level from the regular season to the postseason. That's why everybody talk about playoff Jimmy, whatever. He starts to look for his shot more and, and when it gets to these moments that are crunch time. And when he can't get his shot, he's at the rim, living at the free throw line, right? Like, I need you offensively to be one of the... In the moments in which uh, uh, you know, John Collins is open in the corner, but Atlanta's missed seven shots in a row, I need you to go... Stop the bleeding here. Like understanding the moment. Understand, like, and whether that's finding, setting up the right guy, getting to the free throw line, doing whatever. But to me, he's a lot more like, you know, just let me get do this crossover, do that crossover, this crossover, jab step, jab step. And like, but it's a whole lot, it's not impactful. Like he doesn't, it's he's got a similar package like to Steph in terms of like his ball handling and his the way he kind of like not moves without the ball, but moves with the ball. Yeah, he's, on the a, court. he's a better he's a better playmaker, like passing the ball than Steph Curry. But I, I don't give a damn because people aren't jumping at those at those shot fakes like that. People aren't jumping at the idea that Trey Young's going to shoot the ball for forty feet. Go ahead, you shoot thirty percent from out there, please. Yeah, yeah, I, I I can see where you're coming from. I think a lot of it too, and you haven't said this, but I think you're probably thinking it as well. Are you wanted to say it is his frame. I think his frame restricts him from doing the certain things that you probably would like to see from your number one guy. 
like when you're talking about you know getting rim pressure and you know being more impactful instead of like you know doing all the little pretty jab step jab step dribble dribble shit that you do in the summer right even like David <laughs> like, Lillard is a slight guy. I know I know Trey Young's smaller than him, but like there's still a way. Yeah, but he he can actually attack the rim, put real rim pressure on it though. Well, like, it's it's basketball, like, bro. It's yeah. not like Trey Young's like and, and, it's not like somebody said you can't do it. Like and, he's outlawed. But in the regular season, you know, he's always one of the guys that's high in free throw attempts. And he's like people say he's a foul merchant. Like he knows how to draw fouls. And like in the playoffs, like you're not gonna get those type of calls to that same extent you do in a regular season. Like, obviously, they let him play a little bit more. So I think that probably hinders his game as well. So, I mean, I, I still think you're being a little too hard on a guy that did have 25, 8, and 7. <laughs> you know, if you just look at his raw numbers last night. Uh, but, it, but, you, but, yeah. But I, the, it's the, not about the I, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. It's, it's about, but when you said he just was there alone for the ride, like, nah, okay, that's, but, that's a little too it's, much. It's, that's about, too it's much. about when the, the heat are coming and making this thing a close game. Like, where are you to to be like, nah, y'all not getting this within 10? Nah, y'all not this this is not gonna get any closer to them within 10. Yeah. We had a 30-point yeah. lead in this game. Yeah. This is a must-win game. Y'all still pros, y'all can come back, but y'all not y'all not getting within 10. Yeah, no, that's fair. Shout out to Capella too, man. 21 rebounds. And eight of them were offensive. He took his rebounding props. You're probably a happy camper well, today. You see some of that, like, I look at some of the stuff like that, and it makes me feel like, okay, this is fake. Like, you're 25, 8. Like, okay, you're 25 and 8 on what? How many shots did you take? We got eight. Uh, you have one guy with eight offensive rebounds. I'm not saying, but you see what, it, like, if you game the numbers enough, you can get to, like, what, Norman Powell, I think last time the Clippers, when the last regular season game, yeah, like uh, 27 points on 20 shots. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you better score 27 points on 20 shots. Each shot is worth at least two. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So if you made all of them, it'd be 40. It's at least two. Kyle Lowry had 33. That is crazy. <laughs> he was... He, but you know, that's the thing about the, the heat. Look, man. What, what about Bam? We talk about, can we have a conversation about Bam? It's right there for him, and he won't take it. I feel like we had this conversation last year. Well, two years ago, really, because I was yeah. like, I was there. But it's right there for him, and he won't take it. Like the he is like the tier, the tier B of bigs in the East, or bigs in the league, and there isn't a tier two. So he's like there with like the DeAndre Aydens and. But like, to me, that those guys all really are just need to be better and be tier ones. Like, they're, like, like you have, in, to me, you have Embiid, Jokic, stop, right? Like, that's it. Yeah, that's... And yeah, then that's, yeah. and then everybody else is vying, like, every, like, to me, DeAndre Ayton's on, and, 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 uh, and, and, Bam. Uh, and Bam, they're on the same level as, like, an Evan Mobley or Jared Allen to me. Because you're not somebody who, from that position, is impacting the game in a winning way. Like, as much as I talk about Jokic and how much they lose, it ain't always because of him. You know what I'm saying? It's like sometimes he needs to shoot more, but it's not like it, he needs to shoot more in the same way that people say LeBron needs to shoot more. It's because you don't particularly like that flavor of ice cream, mm -hmm. but it doesn't mean it's bad. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? But, like, it's not – it's like the, the Timberwolves, like last night, it, everybody needs to shoot more. But make better shots, take better shots. It's not like LeBron is passing up or, or Jokic is passing into other players taking bad shots, right? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? There's a difference between the two of those. But, like, for him to – he should be the best offensive player on Miami. He should really be. should be. Should be. He should be. And Jimmy should be playing a number two to him that can elevate in big moments. Mm -hmm. That can – like, kind of like the same, the same way that Milwaukee – <clears throat> the same way that Milwaukee is with Giannis and, and, and Chris Middleton when they're both at the strength of their powers. Giannis is their best offensive player, but Chris Middleton is the guy you're going to have take the last shot mm -hmm. simply because he is a shooter. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? A ball handler better than Giannis is, right? That's what it... I'm not, And obviously, Bam is not going to be nearly as, as dynamic as Giannis. Yeah. 
But he should be the poor man's. And right now, he ain't even the homeless man's. Yeah, and it's crazy because he doesn't even look at the basket sometimes. Like, he had he had one he had uh, two shot attempts in the first uh, none in the first quarter, and then something was seven like seven thirty in the second quarter. Yeah. Like he had two points. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's it's wild to me. It, it has to be mental at this point because he has the skill set, like from what I see. But it's all not his fault either, though. They don't have the guard play to put him in the good positions. I mean, who's really who's that general on Miami Heat? Like Jimmy Butler's basically their point guard. Like it's not Max Struess. Is it? It's not Tyler Hero, Gabe Vincent. Like they don't. You know, I mean, you got Lowry off the bench, but, but he's I been mean, hurt all season. Yeah. And last year, yeah. last night he played the best game he's played. Yeah, that was that was an outlier but game. So, I mean. the, the, but like, part of me is like, why does somebody need to? You don't, you, go look at, you don't, go, you don't go, think he'll benefit with a true point guard that I can mean, put him in a, a good spot? Sure, he will, but he ain't Joel Embiid. It's not like he's 300 pounds with a size of Texas backing people down. You know what I'm saying? It's like, like that to was where, good. I like that. Where, to, it's just like to where he can't, like, you don't want necessarily want Joel Embiid to bring the ball to court. But Anthony Davis brings the ball up to court. Uh, Jokic will bring the ball up to court. You know what I'm saying? Like Giannis will bring the set to herself up. And he's a he's enough of a focal point. Off, it's not like he don't get touches. They always have him giving in the ball at the top of the elbow and having people run off of him and do all this. Like shoot it. Like you should be on. You sh he should be money from the free throw line. Free throw line jumper should be like Joel Embiid will make not eighty of a hundred free throw line jumpers. He will never miss in a game. It, like it doesn't matter who's guard. Like you know you have to move him off of the nail. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's one of the things. Anthony Davis ain't gonna, got the jump shot like that, but he can get to the rim better. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Giannis gets to the rim better. And he's and, and Giannis is a, is, a, is a smaller, in the context of this conversation, a smaller guy who has a little bit more moves. That's where Bam should be somewhere between Jokic and Giannis, I mean, uh, Embiid and Giannis, because he's bigger, and he don't have necessarily the move, but he's got the ball handling skills. Yeah. Like, he's not going to be, like, taking the ball down like Giannis and taking four steps and then dunking on somebody. Yeah. But, like, dude, you still have the ball handling skills he to be able a, to bring the ball up the court yeah. and initiate offense. He has a nice touch on his shot. He's he doesn't. Nice he, he don't step back ever. Shoot a three. Yeah. Like, why is this just not in your – like, why, and I'm not saying – I don't even like when big guys shoot threes like that. But the concept is you're being that much more aggressive offensively. Yeah. You're putting the ball in play. Yeah. Like – I mean, yeah, no, I, I I'm disappointed like uh, in him and just in the way that he just goes about it. I can't stand it. So I mean, so now the Miami Heat are waiting for tonight. They play the winner of Raptors and uh, Bulls for the right for the eighth seed, the right to play Giannis. <laughs> so um, I mean, big picture wise, regardless if the Heat win or not, they play the Bucks, they're gonna lose. Where do they go from here? I mean, with Jimmy Butler getting older. Bam, you don't he can't be a guy you can build around. I mean, do they just blow this thing up, Tyler Hero? I mean I think that well they need a point guard. And I don't know. I mean the easy thing that's the easy thing. We go get Dame Lillard. But outside of that, I don't have a solution for you. Like, but they need a guard. They've needed a guard ever since. They like Bam needs a guard. They're not. They're not using him to his highest potential because he will. He won't get there. But he needs a guard. Yeah. Somebody comes like, out. He's not going to take your approach and just. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's get not, it on he's, his own. He's just not <laughs> going to do that. It's like I want Jokic to shoot more. He's just not. Yeah. So it's like it's just not what he does. Yeah. It's like I feel like, bro, if you just shot 20 times a game, you know, you would score 40 points a game. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'd rather pass. <laughs> yeah, Miami. They're they're pretty cooked, man. They're cooked. I don't really. What if uh, I know a point guard that'll be available? Who? Kyrie Irving. <laughs> he doesn't fit the Heat culture. But have to work too hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this league. 
Let's take a quick break, and then uh, we'll pick some of these playoff series. Tickets to the game, merch, meals at iconic restaurants, stays at Caesars Palace. All of this can be yours when you bet with Caesars Sportsbook. Win or lose, every bet earns reward credits, which you can redeem across the empire. Now, if you haven't started yet, register using code OMAHAFULL, and then place your first bet up to $1,250. If you win, great. You keep those winnings. But if you lose... You get to stake back as a bonus bet. 21 and up only. Offer valid and must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Massachusetts, Maryland, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming only. New users and first $10 wager only. Must register with the eligible promo code. Bet amount of qualifying wager returned only if wager is held as a loss. Bet maximum bonus bet $1,250. Bonus bet expires 14 days after receipt. Tier credits and reward credits will be added to the account within seven days after the qualifying wager settles. See Caesars.com slash promos for full terms. Void where prohibited. No one to stop before you start. Gambling problem? Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, Wyoming, and Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Massachusetts, call one 800 Three two seven five zero five zero or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Ohio, and Pennsylvania. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY to 467-369. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. With the Kings right now, sizable underdogs to the Warriors. And it just feels like those, I don't know, bro. The Warriors are like minus 300 to advance. I don't know if Andrew Wiggins, just a regular season, just not matter at all. Because, like, seriously. Seriously. Because, like, if this is the case, if these odds play out true, I'm never watching basketball before December ever again. But there's context with the with no, the regular I'm never season. Watching basketball. Like, don't there's, don't call me. Don't, don't tell me about anything, Martin. It doesn't matter. No, listen to me real quick. I want to I want to damn near hug you right now. No, I feel like you, seriously, <laughs> this place all this, it doesn't matter. I don't care. Football, at least what you do in the regular season, your wins and losses somehow matter. But here in this league, everybody makes the playoffs, and it doesn't seem to freaking anyway. <laughs> Okay, but there's context with it. Yes, the regular season does matter, but in context, the Warriors have been without Andrew Wiggins for nearly two months. So, are we? Okay, are we about to say that Andrew Wiggins is is swinging this like this? I think in this particular matchup, he actually does play a vital part. I think this is actually an Andrew Wiggins type of series. And I'm not just saying that because I'm an Andrew Wiggins guy. Well, I, they, I really do. They think needed this, him last year. They had several Andrew Wiggins series last year. Yeah, but I think in, in particular in this matchup because. Look, the Kings are one of the – they're probably the youngest team in the playoffs. Andrew Wiggins is out of that core, right? Him and Poole are like the young guys. So I, I do think having him there, he has been conditioned. He's not just been sitting on his So I think he will be ready to go. I'm not worried about that. He's a great athlete. I, I do think there is value having him there 
when you have a Kings team that likes to get up and down, play fast pace, they score tons of points. I think you could have him kind of offset that a little bit because he's their best perimeter defender, and he can still give you 18 to 20 points a night. I, I do think there is a lot of value there that they've been missing. I think that's fair to say because now you put everybody back in their natural spot. Now Clay doesn't have to worry about guarding, you know, um, whoever, a fox or something like that, or um, I don't know, just throw it out there. Whoever the best perimeter uh, he's gonna player have to guard is. Malik Monk. Malik Monk, you know, but still. Big picture. That's a bit more big picture while down the road if they get past this round. But now Draymond, he more comfortable spot, right? Now he could just worry about strictly Sabonis. And Wiggins is kind of like that swing guy. He's like the flex into your fantasy football. He kind of is the guy that you just kind of throw around everywhere. So I do think he does balance them out and makes them a legit contender again. I'm going to be so angry if the Kings don't win this series. You expect them to win this series? I do. So you're picking the Kings? I have. Really? They were the clutchest team in the NBA, Rolf. Like, I don't know why I have to defend it. They were the clutchest team in the NBA. I mean, you know I'm going to hit you with, though, right? You know the cliche you've been hearing all year about the Kings. Oh, they, we haven't seen them do it before. It's playoff basketball, Martin. The game slows down. They haven't been here before. Eventually, somebody's got to do it first. Did you watch Draymond's podcast? Did you see what he said? I, I do not watch Draymond's podcast. So you didn't see the clip that went viral? I, saw, I see the clips that come out, but I don't sit there and watch the Draymond. Oh, but you saw the clip we was talking about the Kings, though, right? What did he say? He he. I'm paraphrasing. He basically said, you know, this is a young team. You don't want to give them no confidence. We want to punch them in the mouth early. We don't want the, we want to uh, make them have doubt from the set. And the goal is to get them out here in four or five games. Now it's going to be very challenging. They're a good basketball team, but I think that we can do it. I feel very confident in our guys. We have the veteran leadership. And then he also said, don't let us win an F another championship. He actually had a shirt that said that. Don't let us win another F and championship. Because basically he's saying he's going to pop his stuff if they do. Oh, well, no one needed to worry about that. Yeah. We all knew that. But essentially what the Kings, he's saying, no, I hear give him some early doubt. Oh, my goodness, Draymond. First of all, the amount of gray hair on that guy, for somebody who I've known since he was 16 years old. Michigan, man. Gives me cause for concern. Because, like, we're (laughs) just about to. I might be a couple months older than him. (laughs) But you know what? He lives a much more stressful life than I do. Even though he's got the millions, I see him on TV. He's stressed out. He's yelling a lot. He doesn't seem to be. You think he relieved the stress on Jordan Poole? <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Like he's out there doing another that. Michigan man. I've never punched a coworker before. I've got my fair share of arguments, but uh, actually swinging on a coworker. Nah, yeah. That's a whole different story. I, I thought you was gonna swing on me a couple times. I ain't gonna lie, especially well, during that first Lakers segment. You needed it. You need. You need. You're lucky. I, you're lucky. I've. Uh, I've I, I have done the work. Draymond Green. Too busy, too busy playing basketball. So you picked the Kings, huh? You're going with the upset. But I get. I get the pressure. You don't think it should be considered an upset. So I've long thought about like the way that Vegas sets lines, and you know they always say like, oh, you know that's why they build the casinos. <laughs> but like, I, part of me thinks that this, there's some of this here. Like, you may remember last year. I don't remember if the Nets were favored in the series against Boston. They were heading into that series, yes. Heading in? Yes, yes yeah. they were. I'm yes. like, this is madness. Yeah. This is madness. Like, this is just strictly name recognition. They haven't been watching the season. Like, or it's like, like we say Vegas has watched the season. The people who are setting the lines for people are assuming that people haven't watched it. There's mm-hmm. no KD, Kyrie. Mm-hmm. That's the same thing I feel about. I feel like about the Lakers. You know, Anthony Davis and LeBron. Okay, we're here now. So who you t- Austin Reeves is coming along for the ride. D'Angelo Russell's coming along for the Like, that's what I'm talking about. Like, are you telling me that, that this is what it's going to be here? And I understand, like, you, so we're looking at De'Aaron Fox, Malik Monk, Sabonis. But it's, you know, you know Harrison, Harrison Barnes. Barnes. Right. What's Mike Brown, What's former your, Warriors assistant. What's your name? Hoarder. Oh, uh, yeah. Hoarder. Kevin, yeah. yeah. Like it's, it's not necessarily a household group of names, but the household names of Clay Thompson and Draymond Green do not necessarily, in my estimation, hold the same weight that they have in years past. I thought Clay's played really good this year for a bounce-back year. I thought he played really but good. But that's what we're talking about, for a bounce-back year. Like, Clay, at his height was the best standstill shooter in the NBA and a top five perimeter defender. 
His defense definitely dropped off. Do you know what I'm saying? Like that's what that's, like that's why Draymond, I said Wiggins is huge. But that Draymond Green to his to the, to his career was at Draymond scores. Draymond has scored 30 points in a playoff game before. Yeah, I remember against the Cavs in the finals. He had like seven threes or something like that. But he has scored like he has scored thirty yeah. points in the playoff game. He, he playoff runs. He's averaging. He's putting in fifteen points. Yeah, you could chalk. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, used to couple chalk, free yeah. throws, couple layups, a three or t- a three or two. Now yeah. Draymond Simmons. You hope he gets eight points. We Draymond Simmons esque almost. He don't even look at the rim unless somebody says, "Hey, yo, you b word. You can't shoot." Then he'll start to shoot. <laughs> Well, that's about it. Like, it just doesn't seem like maybe it's time for new household names. So you don't have no reservations that the Kings have no playoff experience? You're just like, playoff experience, who cares? It's overrated. It's not that. I do think it's overrated. I do think it's overrated. Actually, I think it is too, to an extent. But I think it does matter, though. I'm not going to say it doesn't matter at all. How much playoff experience did the Lakers have uh, outside of LeBron? And Anthony Davis. Shoot, how much playoff experience do Anthony Davis have outside of this? You know what I'm saying? You take away till 2020 in a bubble. I mean, he made the playoffs a few times in New Orleans. They, they were earlier. What? That one, except that one year they won. They went to beat the Portland, I think. And I they went to like the second round or Anthony like Davis that, played but. less than 10 playoff games in New Orleans in his career. Is that really? I, I, if I had to set the line right now, I'd set it at 10 and I'd take the other. At the most, it's 12. Let's look it up. But, but, you, you, but can you continue talking? Though? But to but, your uh, point, yeah. to that point, he LeBron's got the playoff experience of anybody. Anthony Davis probably has 30, 30 career playoff games. I'll give him playoff experience at that point. But the rest of the Lakers have got a playoff experience? Yeah, but I think it matters when your best player has it because it, it can kind of... But, but that's what I'm saying. Yeah. If, to your, if, it doesn't matter to me that Kevin Horton... Kevin Horton got playoff experience. He does. He got Harrison Barnes got playoff experience. Yeah. There you go. You got a little bit there, you know what I'm saying? You know, something, something. <laughs> Mike Brown got playoff experience. Yeah, he does. He has a lot, actually. <laughs> he has a lot. Yeah, so I'm not I'm not too worried about it. But again, it's just like some of this stuff. I looked like, it up by the way. It was twelve for AD and New Orleans. Twelve playoff games. No, that's right. No more than see, that's that's the perfect Martin moment right there. Missed the bet by just that much, but still be right. <laughs> It's exactly how this normally works. But uh, to your point, though, I mean, I don't have the Kings winning this series. But, I mean, if you're going with the value, I wouldn't put no money on the Warriors minus 290. It's just a no play for me. But just from an entertainment standpoint, I think this is the most entertaining first round matchup. When you're considering the Kings' explosive offense, the Steph Curry factor, the Warriors can always get high at any moment. You got the battle of, I don't know if you considered Sacramento the Bay, but Northern California. And did you see the tickets for Sacramento? They're expensive. They're the most expensive ever for the first round in NBA history. The cheapest ticket is over $400. You know, I guess because it's demand on both sides. Right, because the Warriors are like two hours away. Well, yeah, it's half the people in Sacramento are probably Warriors fans. Good point. Because Sacramento has given them absolutely nothing. Yeah, they, the last it's their first playoff appearance since 06. <laughs> I've lived in two different states since then. <laughs> the Knicks and the Cavs should be a much more fun series than it's going to be because the Knicks are hurt. But if they were, I would be locked into this. I would think that this was going to be – like I'd like to see Julius Randle against those big old tall scarecrows that they got down there in, Cle- in Cleveland and Mobley and Allen. And then Donovan Mitchell, you know, pour one out for him because all he's done is get MVP votes this year while Rudy Gobert is punching his teammates. <laughs> so the latest report I saw, Tom Thibodeau says he's hopeful on Julius Randle. Uh, he's obviously dealing with a ankle sprain right now, so I think he's going to try to give it a go. He was supposed to get evaluated yeah. the, the, the morning of game one. So Yeah. I, my gut says he's going to give it a go. Clearly, Hopefully he'll feel like Julius. <laughs> Clearly won't be 100%. I like the Cavs in this series, though. I think it's still going to go six or seven games regardless. I think both teams are pretty evenly matched. But like to your point, I think the Cavs have too much size. And then you have the Donovan Mitchell factor, a guy that can just go off for 40 points any given night. The Knicks, they stalled offensively too much for my liking. Now, I do like Jalen Brunson. He's a steady force there that can 
stop the bleeding. You know, talking about Trey Young earlier. I think Jalen Brunson is that type of See, guy that exactly. can do that. Six one, <laughs> little six one, barely. Like he'll give me a bucket. He'll when, go get a if if the other team's on a seven zero run. Jalen Brunson is going to come down and get fouled, hit a bucket. That's exactly right. But that's exactly. You right. know the difference is he can go to the post and get a bucket. Trey Young just can't do that. But uh, <laughs> it's not like it's off limits to him. Yeah, he, just, he, doesn't, he doesn't have the frame. He just doesn't have the frame for it. But, I mean, you're looking at the odds right now to win the series. you got the Knicks at plus 175, Cavs minus 210. It's pretty good value there for the Knicks, considering the series I think is at least going to go six games. So, I mean, I think it's at least worth a, a, a jab at it, even if you don't think they're going to win this series. God, I do think it will go six, maybe seven games. But ultimately, I think the Cavs do win this series, though. No, the Knicks are too hurt. Yeah. That's all it is. The Knicks are too hurt. But they're a team near and dear to my heart. They play everybody. They try hard every night. Uh, they're like the old school NBA. You like that, huh? That's what I like about sports. Guys, Tom Thibodeau. Guys <laughs> trying hard. Runs his players to the ground. You like that. Runs players to the ground. You know what I mean? I don't know. <laughs> Somehow, some way, centuries, or not centuries, but decades of NBA players have managed to play over 70 games a season. And Conditioning's different. They all survived. These guys these guys do hookah in the offseason, man. Sound <laughs> <laughs> like somebody's making them. <laughs> All right, let's take a quick break and then uh, get into a lemon pepper parlay for tonight. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. All right, Mark, what's your lemon pepper parlay? Yeah, so before I get into that, just real quick, man. The Clippers' sons. I just looked at this on Caesars. Why are the Clippers plus 390 to win this series? Suns minus 525. I get there's no Paul George, and I have a hunch he's going to come back at some point in this series, maybe game three, game four. But the Suns are being way too valued. It's kind of like how you said earlier about name recognition. KD, Devin Booker. But outside of that, Chris Paul's not the same guy. DeAndre Aiden disappears, and their bench is awful. This Clippers team with Kawhi and Russell Westbrook they can win this series. The thing that gives me concern is when KD has been out there, obviously, admittedly, much smaller sample size than since the deadline for your Lakers. But since KD's been out there for the Suns in the eight or so, ten, ten or so games, they've been phenomenal. Look at who they beat, though. If you look at the teams they've beaten during, during that time, none of those teams are good. <laughs> I was told earlier today, it doesn't matter as long as they win. All right, we're not going to add a rabbit hole again. My lemon pepper parlay for tonight. <laughs> I, it was just an hour ago. I was told that they're, 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 they could beat there in the NBA too. My lemon pepper parlay for they tonight. They to win the games. I have the Chicago Bulls plus six. I'm not, I don't understand why this line is that big. The Raptors, they stall offensively a lot. The Bulls have a couple guys that are capable in a one-game sample size of going off. Jamar DeRozan going back to Toronto. Zach Levine. I love the Bulls plus six here tonight. They may actually win the game. And then I'm pairing that with the aforementioned DeMar DeRozan. Over on his points at 21 and a half. He's going back to Toronto, Martin. He's going back there to rip their hearts out. DeMar DeRozan is getting over 21 and a half tonight. That's my, that's my lemon pepper parlay. Bulls plus six. Over on DeRozan points at 21 and a half. See, it's a tough one, right? Because is DeMar extra motivated to go back to Jurassic Park and rip the Velociraptor's hearts out? Or is he emotional on return? And now, like, you know, ends up going two for 17 or something <laughs> like that. How about he played a game a couple a couple of days ago. He didn't barely score. Yeah. Um, I do like Zach Levine tonight, though. 
in keeping with the guys who haven't had big NBA moments but are big-time NBA players, I'm going to lean in. Anthony Edwards let me down last night. He's a big-time player and shrunk in a big moment. I think Zach Levine is also a big-time player, and this is going to be the first game he's played in that's mattered since he was at UCLA. So I think he should come out and go over his 25 points. And I'm taking the New Orleans Pelicans, Zion or not. I hope they feel like themselves tonight and go ahead and beat the Thunder. You always end the show with a Zion jab. It's happened like three weeks in a row now. <laughs> just, oh, what could have been if you just didn't miss on, I mean, January 2nd. I see it every time I have to repub that video for work. I see Zion hobbling off the court in Philadelphia and the Pelicans' chances of, like, being a Western Conference champion down the drain. Seriously, though. Seriously, though. With Valanciunas, you got, again, a big who's good enough. Brandon Ingram is a four-level or three-level scorer who's coming into his own. Who's just And then C.J. McCollum is a good enough point guard-ish, a good enough second scorer to where that team is a piece away, and they missed the piece. And in this place like New Orleans, you got to draft it. And it's like the place like Memphis, you got to draft it. Memphis drafted the piece. And now they ain't got no worries in the West. <laughs> Lakers in six.